0: Welcome to the Think Factory Podcast. We got one question for you What keeps you up at night?
1: Welcome back to the Think Factory Podcast powered by OGC Solutions. And I'm Chris Santamassimo, your host. And I'm pretty excited to sit across the table from Vince Luchison. He's with Con Skilda Industries, uh, he's a regional manager for the Southeast US and Latin America, and we're here live at the Printing United Expo in Atlanta, so welcome to the podcast.
0: Thank you, Chris. Um, I guess, where should we go? <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. We looked at each other like, who's going to talk next? So,
1: here we go. That, that, that's what happens when you do just yeah. live conversation. No, I like get this. it. Well, anyway, because thanks to this uh, this great expo, uh, Vince and I got to meet a couple of weeks ago by phone, and I learned a lot about Conskilda. What's particularly cool about it is that it, the company is connected deeply with the printing industry because of some of the things... Uh, that you make, which I'm going to let you talk about in a minute. But uh, I was actually fascinated by how diverse uh, or how many diverse industries uh, the company services because of uh, the products that it makes. So I'd love to hear more about it.
0: So our products are pneumatic-based. Blowers was actually uh, – industrial blower was actually the first thing that was uh, our founder invented uh, to move grain. So we're all over the agricultural space. Um, But – if anything you can move with with air uh in an industrial application we usually can handle unless you know it's metals or uh, for obvious reasons i mean so metals moving 43 gas. feet per feet per second heavy and dense but even when you do get it moving right it'll erode the pipe and then you got a safety hazard so we like to stay within plastic waste streams in particular that's where we fit in here the waste stream for large industrial print trims uh trim scrap and then the back end of that becomes usually a recycling process we've worked with paper companies some that even repulp inside the facility so we have we handle everything from the end of the line where they're producing a paper printed product to the back end where they're repulping and producing paper Um, plastics film product uh, you know film converters i have film converters that have printers um, printing labels for a bag of oranges say uh, trimming those down the size, um, rewinding them. We're managing all of the waste production through that throughout that whole process, and oftentimes taking it back to a repelletizer inside the plant, converting it back to plastic pellets where they'll produce where they'll blow new film out of
1: it right there. Or um, if it's a if it's a, a user of the film, they can actually recycle it and, and create a different uh, revenue stream. Yes.
0: Yes. And. Some people bail this and sell it, or just give it to a recycler. They don't want the landfill costs, so they'll literally partner with a recycling company. Um, some people sell have find a way to sell these complete waste streams. Uh, it, it happens, you know. There's lots of ways to skin a cat with this, right. and it depends on what your product is, what the demand for it, right? Like poly polypropylene might be more in demand than a than a, um, a PVC. But, you know, that that really isn't us that determines that. We just figure out a way to integrate everything in the middle uh, for the customer.
1: One reason I was awed by our discussion uh, last time, I'm not easily impressed, but when it comes to the things that you do, I was super impressed for a couple of reasons. Number one is the technology and the, uh, and the way that you design these systems. But number two, you're really hitting squarely the whole sustainability issue and trying to reduce people's impact on the environment or... Carbon footprint through recycling, and that really is on the tip of a lot of people's tongues here at the Expo.
0: Yes, there, and I—that space is just going to continue to grow. Um, We are directly involved with recycling all forms of paper and plastic waste, even in recycling sorting facilities we're in, where you actually can build ahead. I'm quoting a system like this now, right? To be honest, but you. Go ahead and vacuum off the plastic bottle, and then the conveyor line moves down. Then we have another vacuum at a different rate, a little bit lower, to pick up the heavier material and uh, vice versa until you sort all the way down through where you're picking up the banana peels and garbage. But these type of systems, you know, this needs done. Um, We've all driven by landfills, right? Um, We don't need mountains of garbage. Uh, You know, no matter where people stand on what their thoughts are, we don't need that. We need to reuse this stuff. It makes sense. And if you're going to do it, you need a energy efficient, lowest cost, um, cost of ownership. I'm not going to say we're not the lowest cost, but, um, cost of ownership, low maintenance, low energy usage. That's, that's kind of our niche.
1: And also you're taking the labor issue off the table as well. You're automating the process,
0: which is a challenge these days. Let's face it. I mean, everywhere I go into there's, they're hiring, um, and I run into the same, do you know anyone that can do this? It, no. <laughs> not that's looking. Or yeah, exactly. yeah, they live in Indiana, but not, you know, or whatever, you know, yeah. whatever it is. like we just have a shortage of skilled labor right now for whatever reason. Um,
1: I also think that when you can automate a process and reduce the reliance on labor, number one, you're increasing efficiency. But I don't think of it as getting rid of jobs. I think about it as the opportunity to elevate the jobs of the people that you already have to do better
0: things. Elevate the jobs, make the job more technical, and most, From an, I'm an engineer by trade, but you take the variable out, you right? know, the very, the human variable in that process.
1: Well, your um, systems are a lot faster, a lot more efficient than even the best employee, right? Yes. But it's not that easy to get to find an employee to sort through recycling, See, and problem. nor are humans yeah. that good at it. Right?
0: No, and you know, we have other systems that, this doesn't apply to this show at all, really, but medical medical injection molders, right, if they have a high-speed medical part, say a syringe, you'd never want a human hand touching that. So we'll actually convey those parts from the machine to the automation cell that's putting them together and printing them and packaging them. No human hands, Most in most cases, and at least in the U.S., no human hands touch those products.
1: See, you know what's what's cool about Constilda, too is that you're you're in so many of our important manufacturing processes, but because of your role, a lot of a lot of companies may not even know about the company. Right?
0: No, we, you get one of two things. You know, with us, when I meet new people, they either Tonskilda, that's oh my god, that's the best equipment I've ever had, or who the heck are you? Yeah. you know, like there's not really an in between. So one of my jobs is to bridge that gap.
1: You know. Well, hopefully, the Think Factory podcast can help bridge the gap a little bit too. So, going back to you know what what Conskilda does, what's exciting here for your company in terms of what you're seeing at the expo, and maybe what do you see as an opportunity going forward next year?
0: Well, I mean, honestly, what's exciting to me is just seeing. This is a very creative space, and you know, I, I feel like there's a lot of technology that I is coming out in the world that I. would really is outpacing legislation like AI that I don't really understand but and I come here I think that is suppresses creativity to a degree but I come here and everything I see is creative and innovative and you know that just gives me a comfort level about where industry can move in the future we have this advanced technical I don't even know how to say it we're in a period of time where technology is just rolling out AI AI chat GPT whatever but I still want to see human beings be creative, right? And here that's all over the
1: place. Oh, for sure. The innovation that you see here is phenomenal, whether you're talking about apparel or you know uh, things printed on a rigid board or paper, whatever it is, there's so much. And this is where I think the printing industry and, and the, the folks like uh, you that, that service an element of it don't really get enough credit. Folks can understand the technology that goes into creating a package creating a mailer in the, in the form of direct mail, um, it's, it's frankly amazing. Um, its It may not seem sexy to somebody who's used to writing apps for an iPhone, maybe, like yes. a kid, but there's so many engineering challenges or engineering opportunities and artistic opportunities in print, for me, anyway.
0: If people knew what went into a lot of the things they just open up and throw away, yeah. <laughs> they might look at everything completely different. You know, that's one of the big pluses of being an industry, and I came from industry. But in this position, I get into industries I've never had been in before, like printing and large paper converting, et cetera, but even dog food manufacturing. Um, coming from the plastics and electronics world, I never saw most of that. And you kind of, when you see what, how in-depth in the engineering that is behind some of these systems, three, three and four story tall extruders that the film begins with. And then it ends up on a roll getting printed, um, in the bag that your oranges are held in, you know, like it's, it is fascinating.
1: That's what I say about packaging and direct mail in particular. It's the, people just take it as uh, a given that this happens, you know, and don't appreciate the process. And it's the first thing that you throw out when you open up the product. Yes. When you open up the mail, right? Um, But it it is truly fascinating here, and I think uh, not only for people who are currently in it, but for younger people who are coming up into an industry, there's a ton of opportunity just to be creative, uh, which is which is one of the one of the nice things about being around this industry for sure.
0: Yeah, this is really an industry where young, I guess it's right brain thinking people can flourish, and you know this is a very creative industry, no doubt. And I mean, you just walk around here, and the colors just pop out at your eyes. You know, just different different design I, I saw prints here that were almost 3d um maybe they were i don't know maybe but, my vision couldn't pick out yeah. what it was supposed to be but it just popped out it like well, that, I, actually that
1: I, I was comparing the other day an image on a screen versus the the same image uh printed with embellishment you know with mm-hmm. raised lettering and things and raised portions of the image it was a skyline picture I actually think it looks better printed than it does
0: on the screen. Most and that may be just the light, you know, not to be geek out and go engineering, but, you know, our monitors are based primarily in blue light, right? They don't have the right. brown light, the red light. And so when you're printing it, you're not limited to those. You're not limited to what the LEDs in the back of your monitor are. Correct. Right. Um, so you can see the full spectrum and it does jump out at you and it doesn't hurt your eyes to stare at it forever.
1: That's true. So exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I'd love to hear, you know, some of your you've kind of touched on dog food manufacturing and all these and the recycling and all these different industries that you work in. I'd love to hear some about some of the the projects that Pinskilde is working on now or maybe that you're in the middle of too that folks will find it. Right
0: good. right now I'm working on a very large project for a new uh, factory that makes uh, paper products, um, paper consumable products for your kitchen. I think I could say it's paper plates and it's a very large converting line, you know, it starts starting with sheets, rolls of 28-weight paper, or 18-weight, 18, 18 actually, down to uh, tens of thousands of 12-inch paper plates a minute. And there's a matrix involved in that, a continuous matrix, that we're going to pull away and then shred in line, convey it back, discharge the air, filter the dust, and then convey that paper waste back to a repulping machine, where they're going to repulp and
1: Right on, site. right on
0: site. Yeah, They'll, they produce the rolls of paper on site.
1: Crazy. So you really you're able to get the entire chain, the entire supply chain, at one site. Right?
0: Yes, and a, a true zero waste product stream. Yeah, all their waste is reused.
1: Do, do you, are you also factoring in the, the the good benefit of not having to truck the waste to another facility and reprocess it and bring it back to the to the facility? Is that I'm, I'm, something interesting
0: too? That that is in the thought process when they lay out a factory like this. Uh, that is calculated, yes.
1: They, uh, they must be doing the printing on site, too, for the images and designs on the plate.
0: I believe so, but we're not at that point yet. Actually, we're in the layout phase early on, so I, I believe they will be, but I, I can't say for certain.
1: So the pneumatic processes or pneumatic products that so makes are the, is the is the element of the line that brings the waste back for the repulping,
0: right? Yes, in this particular operation, yes, right. but you know we don't always work with just waste. Sometimes we work with finished product, like the syringe example I gave you. But, um, in this case, yes, yeah, so it all waste back to repulping, uh, true zero waste system. Uh, it, it, I mean, I guess there's dust, right? But we filter that. You can't. You can never really have zero. <laughs> You're going to produce something. Pretty close that, to, pretty yeah, pretty close. close. To yeah.
1: yeah. What's interesting to me too is things that may have been ignored or landfilled or. You know, and wasted you're able to really recover all of that and minimize the impact
0: yes 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 and we do the same thing in plastics operations Um, a lot of the larger plastics producers now repelletize their material in-house and just so then they they control the whole thing they they're taking all their plastic waste in a system like ours taking it back to a repelletizing line extruding it that extruders have a water jet, cut their pellets, and they run those pellets with virgin pellets and make new film through the whole, you know, the whole process is literally zero waste, interior. interior. And I think that's the way the future has got to be. It's the way the past should have been, to be honest.
1: Like People just uh, didn't have the technology yes. and maybe a little lazy sometimes because it was cheap, right?
0: Well, you know, in engineering school in the 90s, at least, I don't know what, I don't keep up with what they're teaching people now, but... We looked at waste streams. It's like, okay, I, what are my byproducts? Can I sell them? Can I reuse them? You know, like, and you know, everything else aside, this just makes economic sense. What do you want to throw something away that you can sell or reuse? Why Why would you want to landfill it? I mean, you know, environmental impact aside, it's bottom line for your company. You know, so it, it's a it's like a three sixty win all the way around. You you take the environmental impact away. You make more more of a profit, and you're controlling these streams. So right. I, it doesn't it doesn't make sense not to do it. Yeah, really,
1: for sure. Yeah, but without the technology that Conskilda uh, provides, some of this wouldn't be possible. I think really.
0: definitely not with pneumatics. No, I mean it would be a lot more archaic, you know. a lot more labor intensive.
1: Any other great projects on your on your calendar or your agenda?
0: I had quite a few. Um, I have a lot, a lot of Latin. Mar- I have a large Latin American project I'm working on right now on a recycle operation that's a sorting facility, kind of like what I explained earlier. And these are really challenging because you really don't know what is going to get dumped in, and you're after bottles, you're after plastic bags, um, and then you know, kind of the organic heavy waste and. When I say organic, I mean organic like plant, like banana peels, um, or you know a wet paper towel or something that that can be picked up and used too. But you there's you have to be able to. I'm after A, B, and C, and then we're gonna let everything else fall off the end of the conveyor and we may be able to use a manual sorting process or a washing process to get some of that, but they have to define what they want. And, you know, then we have to be able to engineer what can we work out, you know, what, what can we do and what, what can't we do? You can't do everything, right? Right. You you can't automatically sort everything. You, You literally with technology today, at least to my knowledge, you, you can't dump a trash bag or a, um, dumpster the trunk load into a thing and come out with 40 cans of everything sorted individually uh to my knowledge that tech doesn't exist right now so we have to do what we have what we can with the tech we have and sort out what's important the plastic obviously you want to get all the plastic and paper is usually what you're after
1: and then to the extent you keep some bottles and cans out of the out of the landfill even better right yes I think that's tremendous. I mean, the I don't know if it's part of your thinking all the time, but, the you know, you're doing good work uh, in, in enabling municipalities and people to be a little bit better on the planet. So, I think that's, on top of everything else, I think that's an amazing message. Oh, I think sure.
0: it's awesome. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, I've always, you know, I mean, I'm an outdoorsman, so, you know, I go outside and I see, if I'm fishing and I see a plastic bag in this stream, I'm not happy, <laughs> you yeah, and you're, gonna, and you're gonna take it out <laughs> exactly. One yeah. well, that doesn't kill some wild, yeah. So, like, I want that reused, and you know, um, I want the cleanest air and cleanest environment possible, cleanest water. It's probably the one that is most, you know, yeah. the most important to me. But you know, like, we, we need to think about these things, we have to be better stewards of the planet. We have been bad stewards of the planet, yeah. Um, yeah.
1: Assume some of it's a learning process, is it? and as I said, some of it is lack of lack of efficient technology until now. So, yes, pretty amazing stuff. But
0: problems drive technology, and you know, here we go. Right. So,
1: necessity and the mother of invention uh, saying, right? Yes, exactly. For sure. Well, you're a heck of a stewarder and a and a spokesperson for the company. You got me excited about it. <laughs> I hope that people listen and, and think about Conskilda as, a, as an option for their factories. Sure.
0: Thank you. I appreciate that. It was that. a lot of fun. So, it was.
1: As I I've said, I, I end up learning more uh, from these podcasts than I than I am able to share myself. So I appreciate you introducing me to the industry, too.
0: Thank you, Chris. I you, appreciate you the time.
1: Oh, it was great. So just to, just to recap, th- this was Vince Luchison from Conskilda Industries, and he's the regional manager in the Southeast uh, USA and Latin America. Um, and, again, thank you for a great talk today and uh, just a nice uh, – I think you may be the last podcast for our uh, show this week. So uh, what a great way to end it up.
0: Save the best for last. Absolutely
1: eh? we did. So. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> so, so thanks again for the, for listening to the Think Factory podcast, which is powered by OGC Solutions. And we'll see you next time.